Hello, Hawks fans, and welcome to another episode of the Kettlecast with your host, Forrest Willoughby. In this episode of the Kettlecast, I talk about the Hawks' 125-121 to 121 win over the Denver Nuggets. I talk a little bit about Trey's wonderful performance, losing Kevin Herter to an injury just as he's starting to get going, and look ahead to the Hawks' game against the Phoenix Suns. So without further ado, let's get into it. What an incredible game from the Hawks. Coming in, I thought that they might start slowly just because they had the overtime loss to the Trailblazers and they're coming into Denver, which is at super high altitude. But they, the Hawks started slower than I expected, going getting down 12-0 to to the Nuggets. Coach Pierce called a timeout. The Hawks made a change by putting Alex Lynn onto the court and taking Damian Jones, who's making his first start out. And the Hawks took off from there, uh, being able to salvage the quarter and be only down nine going into the second quarter. But it was a real sluggish start, and it was highlighted just by the Nuggets getting a bunch of offensive rebounds on those first couple possessions that really let them get easy shots after pretty good initial defense from the Hawks. Uh, After that first quarter, though, the Hawks really couldn't miss in the second and third quarters. They went from shooting under 30% in that first quarter to shooting over 60% from the field in both the second and third quarters. Um, And the second quarter in particular, the Hawks were able to take that nine-point deficit they found themselves in and turn it into a nine-point lead, leading 63-54 to at halftime. And the Hawks would hold on to the lead in the third quarter, and in the fourth quarter, the Nuggets worked their way back into this game. They got some nice shooting from Monte Morris, their backup point guard, and Nikola Jokic hit his only three of the game while the Nuggets made their comeback. And the game was tied with two and a half minutes to go, and it felt eerily similar to the Trailblazers game that the Hawks had just lost, a game where the Hawks certainly had a chance to win in Portland. They seemed to be in control, or uh, they had been playing better in the second half, and they let a more veteran team get back into the game and really just uh, clinch one on home court. This time, though, the Hawks were able to withstand that flurry from the Nuggets. Uh, Some nice shooting from both Jabari Parker and Trey Young, and Trey Young nailing free throws down to the end helped the Hawks get this win. Um, In particular, one play that stood out to me as the game got into crunch time is uh, Jabari Parker taking the the ball to the basket, getting blocked, not making his first shot, getting his rebound, three nuggets being around him, taking the shot again, getting blocked again, and finally on his third time, making the shot. And just his big body and his energy on the offensive side of the ball is just ridiculous. And for him to get those two points was huge in the in the game against the Nuggets. Um, it was a huge victory after that loss against Portland. I was struggling to see where the Hawks might get a win on this road trip. And for them to go into Denver, a team which had one of the best records in the Western Conference, and get a victory was uh, really big. I don't know if the Nuggets thought after the, that first couple minutes when they were up 12-0 and with, just with the Hawks coming in that this game was going to be one they were going to be able to uh, walk through and get a victory, but the Hawks were able to get the win and really provide some momentum going into Phoenix tonight. But getting into some of the highlights for the Hawks from this game, it just starts and, and really ends 
but starts with Trey Young. Trey Young played 41 minutes. He scored 42 points. He hit eight three-pointers. He had 11 assists. He did have six turnovers, but Trey was just had it all on full display after being a little bit animated in that Blazers game and pointing up to his collegiate team. He was much more animated in this game against the Nuggets. He was playing in front of his friend, Michael Porter Jr., who is on the Nuggets. Um, but also, apparently, there were some fans who were heckling Trey Young so much so that after the game, Trey sent out a tweet that said uh, that the apology needs to be just as loud as the disrespect was. Um, but Trey was, had everything working. His deep three-pointers were working. He was getting to the lane and finishing on floaters. And he was able to set up his teammates. His passing is just phenomenal. He not only passes to open players, but he passes players open. Um, there's times in transition where he won't make the pass until the very last moment. So his teammate, whether it be Bembry or Jabari Parker or whoever, has no chance of getting blocked. And he also just makes passes that helps guys like Alex Lynn or Bruno Fernando have to take the shot. I've gotten frustrated with our big guys a little bit because they're a little hesitant, especially around the three-point line. But there was one pass in particular from Trey where he passed it to Alex Lynn and there was no nothing Alex Lynn could do besides shoot the basketball after getting it. Trey, there's a lot of worry at the end of last season. Is this all Trey's going to be? Or is there any way that Trey can get any better after he finished the season as strongly as he did? I mean, he's putting up 28 points a game right now um, with over eight assists. That's all-star numbers. If he's able to keep this up, I mean, that's an all-star in his second season. Trey has just been phenomenal. And the Hawks had a huge loss in this game with Kevin Herter going down. Kevin Herter was the Hawk who hit the first shot to stop this 12-0 run from the Nuggets. He hit a three-pointer. He actually hit a couple three-pointers, and it just was great seeing Kevin in his second start of the season playing really well. And then in the second quarter, uh, Nikola Jokic fouled uh, Kevin on his left arm, and immediately Kevin left the game and went back with uh, the Atlanta's trainers. All that was reported in the stadium or in the game was that it was a pain in his left shoulder. The x-rays were negative, which is a good thing in this case, but he did fly back to Atlanta to get an MRI done, and up to now there's been no further update on uh, Kevin. But with Kevin gone, with John Collins out for, with his suspension and um, other rotation players like Vince Carter hasn't played at all on this Western Coast trip w for personal reasons. Um, Trey's going to have to pick up a lot of slack, and that was um, that was shown just by how many minutes he played in the second half. Trey played all but two minutes in the second half, but if he's able to put up numbers like he did tonight, 42 points, 11 assists, it was funny to hear uh, Coach Pierce talk afterwards saying, oh, but he's got to make all his free throws. Trey was 8 of 11 from the free throw line. And again, the Hawks were not great from the free throw line. It is a pet peeve of mine uh, that the Hawks finished the game um, only making 66% of their free throws. Uh, they would have had a much more comfortable lead and there would have been no drama down at the end of this game if they just make their free throws. But uh, to go into Denver and get a win, that's huge. Trey had a wonderful game, and I think another Hawk that has to be talked about is Alex Lynn. Alex came off the bench. He played 17, uh, 
20 he played 22 minutes had 17 points and he just looked like the same guy that finished the season last year with the Hawks coach Pierce suggested that it was bad coaching on his part um, taking Alex out of his comfort zone of coming off the bench and being in the flow of the game to then starting but whatever it was it was just good to see Alex be in rhythm he knocked down a three-point shot and all of our centers Damian Jones Alex Lynn and Bruno Fernando all executed the game plan that the Hawks had on Nikola Jokic to perfection. They were really letting Jokic have his shots and not uh, play make. Now, Jokic had a highlight play. He had a ridiculous behind-the-back no-look pass uh, to one of his guards for a layup. But other than that, Jokic really did not look good in this game. He had 20 points. He ended up playing 30 minutes, which was surprising to me. But Jokic didn't look in shape, which was disappointing. Um, especially, I don't know if he's tired from playing in the World Cup of basketball or, or what was going on, but he just didn't look like himself. Paul Millsap played 30 minutes, had 19 points. Uh, the nugget that really stood out to me was Will Barton, who in the preview I said I was skeptical how he was shooting 50% from three-point land. When Jokic is on the court, he has so much gravity that a lot of the three-pointers that Will Barton is shooting are wide open, and to Barton's credit, he knocked, he's knocking them down. And another quality that Barton has that I super impressive is he attacks his own misses just very intensely. I've never seen a guard slash wing follow their own shot so much. And uh, he was really giving the Hawks troubles getting offensive rebounds and uh, any sort of loose balls. And I know I said I thought of Barton as a super sub or like, you know, a premier six man type, but Good on him for really coming out, and he came to play and, and played well for the Nuggets. Jamal Murray had played 33 minutes and had 18 points, and then off the bench, Jeremy Grant had 10 points in 18 minutes. Um, finally, the the net Nuggets were really kept in it by their backup point guard, Monte Morris, who had a career or season-high 14 points in 22 minutes. But for the Hawks to kind of take what they did in Portland – turn around and have a similar game in Denver and close it out was just very encouraging. Um, and especially the play of uh, Trey Young and Alex Lynn. Jabari Parker, again, had a great game, 33 minutes, 20 points. Um, and effort on defense, really, that's all you can hope for for Jabari Parker. But him and Trey have formed a quick partnership and he just knows where to be and once he gets the ball again he's just very decisive he's going to go to the basket and try to dunk it he's going to shoot a three-pointer um and he might turn it over but he's not gonna like hesitate or let a shot pass him up so good for Jabari um finally let's do a little bit of focusing on the fledglings I think DeAndre Hunter just continues to be a solid starter he had the second most minutes on the Hawks playing 40 minutes under right under Trey's 41 he had 12 points he had two of three from the three-point line and some really good defense culminating in a block shot on Jamal Murray uh, all I would ask for for Hunter is just keep being aggressive taking to the basket and both him and Cam Reddish just got to keep learning how to finish over NBA length Hunter really likes to do this layup it's a very uh, robotic layup where he's you know he's really strong and he can get the ball to the rim but finishing it is I'd rather him just dunk it I don't know if that's easy enough it's it's easy for me just to say turn that layup into a dunk but I'd rather him just dunk it but you know when you're just expecting DeAndre 
DeAndre Hunter to have 40 minutes and 12 points or yeah, 12 points. It's just like, okay, this is guy is beyond a rookie, but um, he played well. He's going to have to play more minutes, especially with no Vince Carter, no John Collins, and now no Kevin Herter. Um, and also Cam Reddish is going to have to play some more minutes. He played 20 minutes. He had five points, made two driving layups, which is a huge improvement, including one uh, fast break layup that he went around Paul Millsap that was beautiful. And his other layup, he went right at Nikola Jokic. Jokic just pushed him in the chest with both hands. I don't know why it wasn't a foul, but uh, Cam was able to finish. So if Cam and Hunter are continue to be aggressive, that's really what I'm looking for for these uh, rookies. And then also Cam Reddish had four assists and he had a beautiful pick and roll assist with Alex Lynn that was just stunning and then he had back-to-back possessions where he found open three-point shooters and the three-point shooters knocked it down one including Trey Young and if Trey Young can start doing stuff off the ball rather than just having the ball in his hands all the time that's really going to unlock some things for this offense so it was encouraging to see Reddish add to that. Finally, Bruno got to play 10 minutes. I thought he did a good job of defending Jokic when he was in. Um, I would still like to see. I, I think Bruno brings some of the most infectious energy to the team, and I'd like to see him continue to do that going forward. Um, it was a really just coming out game for Trey Young. It's going to be as more and more teams see this, that he's going to get more and more different defensive looks thrown at him. The Nuggets really tried everybody. Will Barton, Gary Harris, Jamal Murray, Torrey Craig, Monte Morris, they threw everybody at Trey Young, and he was able to just get to where he wanted on the court. And his uh, three-point range is just so deep that it's really tough to defend. And uh, he was able to just really have everything going tonight, and it was awesome, awesome to see. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they're able to carry that into Phoenix uh against the Suns tonight. So the Hawks go into Phoenix tonight. Uh, the Phoenix Suns are 6-4. and four. The game is at 9, and the Suns are coming off a 115-123 loss to the Lakers. The Suns have been a bright spot at the beginning of the season. Uh, that 6-4 and record is just a huge improvement for them, and they've looked a lot better than previous seasons, even with their number one overall pick from a couple from last year, DeAndre Ayton suspended like John Collins is. Um, but Devin Booker is where it all starts for the Phoenix Suns. He's averaging 25 points, six assists, and he's shooting over 50% from three-point land. Uh, just a really, really good guard, young guard. Uh, he's been helped by two veterans that they picked up. Ricky Rubio has been a solid point guard next to him. And then Aaron Baines has been just an awesome center filling in for DeAndre Ayton. Aaron Baines is shooting over 50% from three-point land, which is crazy. But Hawks fans will probably know Aaron Baines just from all the times we played the Celtics and the just crushing screens that he sets. And, you know, having another ball handler, especially one who doesn't want to finish as much as he does, and uh, big setting screens has helped Devin Booker to have a great start to the regular season. Uh, another player to look out for is Kelly Oubre. You may recognize the name. The Hawks drafted Kelly Oubre before trading him for Tim Hardaway Jr. Uh, Oubre is averaging 16 points and five rebounds so far this season, and um, he's just a really good young young wing 
and uh, he'll be someone interesting to watch. Some things to look for just on the team-wise for the Suns, they are number two in field goal percentages so far this season. They're number three in three-point percentage, number five in assists. And the Hawks have had trouble with teams that make their three-pointers. So if the Suns come out and they're on fire, this game could get ugly really fast. But hopefully the Hawks will be able to build off this really wonderful win over the Denver Nuggets and uh, get a little momentum before heading to L.A. to play both the Lakers and the Clippers. Thank you for catching this episode of the KettleCast. If you have any questions or comments, you can email me at kettlecast at gmail.com. If you can leave a rating or review on whatever platform you listen to your podcasts on, that would be a huge help to me. And if you could share the KettleCast with your friends, that would be awesome. Without anything else, go Hawks!